Welcome to the Journey of Strength podcast, the podcast for men that is going to teach you how to become stronger physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm your host, Jacob Weatherly. G'day guys, welcome back to the Journey of Strength podcast, another guest episode today. I am actually really, really keen for this episode. Uh, one of my good friends and coach, Tom Clark, connected me with this uh, amazing woman and my wife has also uh, done some work with, with this lady as well. And yeah, we had a quick call a couple of hours ago and just from that 15 minute chat, I'm very, very excited for, for today's conversation. So Fiona, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. All good. Cool. I suppose, um, yeah, what I'd like to do first is, yeah, get you to introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little about what you do. Yeah. Where, you, where you're living currently. Cause uh, yeah, this morning it looked like the sun was beaming in through the windows. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm Fiona Marine. I'm a transformation coach and the core of what I do is help people transform their lives, whether it's to do with their relationships, uh, their career, family dynamics, spirituality, money, etc. I really go on a journey within people's inner worlds and do transformation work so the external world can mirror back to them that which they want to perceive. And I do it basically a crux of online work and in-person work. So I do retreats as well down south with a business partner where we do surfing, yoga, meditation, transformation, and then also do group programming one-on-one work online too so i'm based in perth western australia which in my perspective is the best place to be in the world right now like yeah the the fun events that are happening around the country where we're definitely at 25 degrees and sunny today and it's a beautiful place to be at the moment i feel very lucky very lucky yeah amazing that sounds so cool i mean it's uh, uh the the field of work that i suppose we're wherein is it's such fulfilling work and to hear that to hear all the detail about what you do because that's the first time I've sort of that's like for those listening this is the the first time that I've met Fiona other than a couple of hours ago when we had a quick chat about what we're going to talk about today um but yeah just hearing that hearing someone else who even just giving a description about what you do I can hear the passion I can hear like the love in your voice for like what you do so yeah, that's really, really cool. I love that. And yeah, obviously, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit jealous of uh, your location at the moment. Me being in New South Wales, we're in a hard lockdown. But yeah, uh, Western Australia, it sounds amazing, even just based off that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I mean, the difference is, is, in my opinion, and whether we go into this subject or not, um, Corona's bringing up a lot for people more so in their inner world, not so much what is happening externally, but actually what's going on within their own triggers. And people don't have the guidance, tools or awareness for how to actually resolve these trauma responses that is happening from a national scale. So um, it's, it's yeah, I find a very interesting time for people's awakenings to be actually happening in the acceleration of that process. So yeah, hundred percent agree. It's like where, you know, there's yeah. Uh, pre, pre all of this stuff, happening in the world it was pretty easy for uh, us as individuals to get distracted by everything external to us in terms of work and and social settings and and everything like that and then all of a sudden we have 
you know, all of this stuff happened and we're forced to spend time with ourselves. And like you said, triggers come up and all of that. And yeah, people are they're, they're ill-equipped. Like yeah. people aren't equipped to do with that. Absolutely. And it's a big part of it as well is, is to do with people's values. So, I mean, we're, we're in a very WA, very privileged perspective to be able to bring about an actualization of what's important to us in a variety of ways. Example, connection, right? One of the biggest things for a lot of humanity is to feel the, feel the, feel a sense of connection and belonging to a community. And so, but WA, you know, we have a lot of variety in the ways we can actualize that. And on the East Coast, unfortunately, if you value connection at the moment, the, that limit of the ways that you can actualize that has limited itself, reduced. So it can create disconnection. It can create uh, some despair coming up for people because they're the, the ways of being able to bring those values to life in different ways is potentially challenged. So it's just a big game of, well, not game, a big aspect of all of this is know thyself and know what's important to you so you have a clear direction and how you move move through this, basically. Because in my opinion, a lot of what's happening externally is, is based on collective conscious belief systems rather than an individual person's dictatorship around what is right or wrong for the country. It is self collectively creating mass external basically manifestation so i find i'm really finding this really interesting what's happening yeah same it's uh i mean it's i love what you said and i i do agree for sure and it's it's interesting to sometimes yeah i'm sure you've done it as well we you sit back and you sort of you look at you look at the 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 population as a whole as one Mm. you go okay cool like what's happening here like what what is this pattern Mm. like what's what Mm. where did this start and i I suppose it's it's not ending yet but like where like how is this progressing over the last 18 months and like what direction is it heading because like when you're in it if you're just in it and you're watching uh news updates every single day and you're on social media looking at all the noise and, and all of that kind of thing like it, it's very easy to get sucked into it and you you don't have that perspective of like looking at everything as a whole mm. it's very easy to, to get into that uh that fear state and just have no idea what you're doing and like you said you, you, there's no direction because mm. when you're in fear it's like you just you go around in circles so yeah i love that i suppose uh that that's definitely a topic we could go we could probably yeah. talk about for the next hour about um but yeah i really want to get into uh i suppose like how you got to how you got to this point and how you got into doing the work that you did so you know a little bit of your story or you know mm-hmm. your background your journey i suppose and yeah feel free to start feel free to start wherever you feel is necessary mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, yeah, it's been quite a journey for me. You know, the going into transformation work, I think it mirrors back obviously, uh, like a reflection of my own journey of transformation. And basically, I used to be a chartered accountant, funnily enough, and worked in the corporate world, worked for two top accounting or professional services firms in the world. Obviously, I, I won't name them because my variety, one experience was incredible, the other not so incredible, but again, was all part of my journey of self-realization. And for me, I had actually exited a long-term relationship. So I was in a relationship for about five and a half years and coming out of that, I'd made the decision to leave just more. What's my purpose? I don't know who I am. I feel like there's a lot of, I don't feel, I didn't feel this sense of passion in the relationship anymore. And for whatever reason, I I mean, I hadn't done any personal development at that point, but I knew it was me. And so for me, I was like, okay, I just need, I feel like I need to be on my own. 
So ended the relationship. Now the ramifications of that ending, I was a young, young woman, probably, oh, I was definitely a girl at that point, about 23 years old, I ended the relationship and didn't realize how codependent I was actually on that relationship for my own self-worth, my own happiness. My whole world was his world and his family's basically all wrapped up. So unwrapping that relationship meant shame came up, guilt, unworthiness, I'm not good enough, I became somewhat needy, I became bulimic and just went into a place of despair. I was in the corporate world living a life that I really didn't want to live and it didn't feel like it was my pathway. It was a pathway I felt was chosen to me by my parents basically and in order to appease uh, and make them feel good, okay, I'll go down this pathway and because I don't really know what else to do right now. So mum knows best was kind of like the mentality. So basically hitting rock bottom. Funnily enough, though, I never hit rock bottom because I always thought, okay, I'm, I'll hit rock bottom. Maybe I'll get to a point where I feel suicidal and then I'll make changes. And I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And in that waiting, I went, <laughs> like, when is enough is enough? Like you're just fucking looping now. Oh, excuse the... I don't know. Uh, yeah, swear <laughs> okay. away. Get okay, as descriptive cool. as you like. <laughs> All right. So just, I'm just mindful of my, my bit of a potty mouth. So <laughs> yeah, it was like, when is enough is enough? When are you, it's never going to end for you. You're just looping. So basically I was like, okay, I, I need to change. Something needs to happen now. I'm so over this. I never, ever got to the place of suicide. Cause for me it was, I can't do that to my family. I'm not that, I'm not that, uh, I'm not that in that kind of perspective. Like it wasn't, it was just a non-negotiable for me to go, no, you either kill yourself or what, find a way to live. I'd rather find a way to live now. So I valued living more than I valued death. And in that, when traveling for about two and a half months, came back and went, fuck it. I'm so over this corporate world, quit my job. And within, within a month had moved to Melbourne and Melbourne, uh, basically I didn't know anyone there, didn't have a job, didn't have anywhere to live. At the time, moved over with my cousin and in turn, we went separate ways over there and it was just a catalyst for change for me and it was an, a, a way for me to disassociate from my home environment, from the family conditions, patterns, emotions, ways of living and it, was able, it gave me a chance to what I call disassociate. So one aspect of transformation, I'm sure if you're aware, is you've got to actually disassociate from that old paradigm in order to create changes without the influence of that which was already there. So moved to Melbourne and basically still worked for the corporate world for a large company, but I was in a really great role, happy, good wage, all of that. So it, was, it gave me the freedom to work on myself. So delved into meditation, Buddhism, yoga, SNC, CrossFit, ways to kind of bring about a healthier lifestyle. Um, and then in that, just through law of attraction, just started attracting more ways to actually acknowledge why I was feeling the way I was. I started looking at Tony. Tony Robbins was actually a big pivot for me when I watched I'm Not Your Guru on Netflix. And it was over one of my birthday weekends. And it, I just was brought to tears by the end of it going, fuck, like it just, something landed for me on that, on that, on that documentary. And from, I became obsessed with his teachings, looked into my emotions, my triggers, my reactions. And in there, that's when the journey then came with um, a lady called Alice Himalay, who coached both Tom and I in the skills and, and et cetera, of what we do now. And basically, yeah, went, went through her and changed my, basically changed my entire life through a lot of her techniques and the people I chose to surround myself by who valued development, basically, rather than 
partying, drugs, alcohol, stay up, do benders, which was an old self of mine. It's a very girl, it's a very girl energy, um, not woman energy whatsoever. Very boy energy too, not man energy. So it was really eradicating those behaviors and going, how do I really live a healthy life? without the need of drugs or alcohol to get that uh, fabricated um, unnatural release of serotonin and dopamine. My big thing was how do I cultivate these emotions of serotonin and dopamine and, and reduce the cortisol and testosterone? So I'm just talking homo emotional responses now, which are your, your hormones, basically. How do I cultivate this naturally? And basically that was the crux of my journey was my own dark night of the soul been so fucking over my own shit that I was like, I've got to go on a journey and change my life. And I've got to be responsible for that. I can't keep blaming my parents, my family, my friends, all of that for who I am today, be fucking responsible and do something about it. So I did. And then in that point I went, okay, I know enough now to, to help people with their lives too, from a place of, of strength and empowerment rather than an old pattern of mine, which was rescue mode. So it's a very different type of, of way of contributing through transformation, being a leader rather than, you know, your rescuer type mentality, yeah. being people's victims. So, Yeah, amazing. Wow. I don't know if you're seeing, but like I was frantically like writing. That <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. And like uh, the, there's some parts of that I can relate to a lot. Like I and like the the people that have listened to this podcast before will know like, a bit of like my story where I was suicidal and it's so interesting to hear like that do I value death or do I value living mm. and it's like well of course of course you value living like 100% and it's like was that the moment that led you on this path I mean who knows maybe it was a few moments that led you on the path that you're on now but mm. then yeah for like the guys listening and like for a lot of the guys that I work with, like they have had those like thoughts of, and some have taken action, like and attempted to try and do it. And it's like, they, they realize in that split second moment before they, uh, you know, in a metaphorical sense, pull the trigger, mm. they realize that they actually value living rather than yeah. Death. So mm -hmm. I find that so interesting. Like, thank you for, thank you for being so open and honest about that. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, because like, with men, especially like it's, I mean, with suicide, right. As an example, if, if a lot of your men have experienced those sort of suicidal thoughts, I always, cause I had a client who was suicidal. I worked with a young, young client and basically for them though, I checked it though, because you can either be, I'm going to talk about suicide or I'm actually going to do it. And sometimes with suicide, I, cause I mentioned to her, okay, have you ever committed suicide? Have you ever attempted to commit suicide or are you just telling people about it and thinking about it? So she had a lot of dark suicidal thoughts that was creating a, uh, basically a, not so much a split in her psyche in the way she felt about herself, but it was having ramifications. So I said to her, okay, I'm just going to ask you, have you ever committed suicide? She goes, no. I go, cool. I want to let you know that it's okay that you're having suicidal thoughts. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think it was the first time that no one ever fed into the pattern of, oh my God, you poor thing. Are you okay? Let me help you. Let me rescue you. Because for her, it was actually drama cycle. And she was getting needs met from talking about her suicide. It's unconscious. She's not aware of it. I'm getting love and attention off someone now. Why bother changing when I'm getting my needs met? Mm. saying this now suicidal people if you're truly authentically suicidal you'll attempt it yeah now like you mentioned those who have gone to pull the trigger right and then they stop is because in that moment they went do you know what 
they would have released resistance or something from that from that somewhat bifurcation point to go, do I really fucking want this? Then they go, do you know what? No, I want to actually do something about this. And it could have just been a catalyst for them in that metaphorical moment to go, am I about to pull yeah. the trigger on this? Yeah, 100%. I love all of that. I feel like that's going to land with a lot of men because, yeah, very similar to, to what you said. Like, it, it's interesting when, like, I've had conversations with men about this and they're like oh yeah like i've thought about this and i've thought about that and it's like cool like what led you to that and there was no there was no like oh bro like oh no like none of that and it was just that yeah i've had i remember a guy telling me once he's like oh no one's ever just like talked me through the whole thing before Mm. like yeah like I want to know how, I want to know what led you there. I want to know like what behaviors and what actions, like what thoughts led you to that point. Like, Mm. I don't care. Like it's, it's almost like, and it's almost like the actual point, the, the thought of suicide is not the thing that like is, uh, you know, hurting them or it's not the, the crux of their challenge or anything like that. It's like things in the lead up to it. And like you said, that moment right before they're about to, yeah funny commit to it mm. like they're they're like oh fuck maybe i maybe i don't need to do this and i mean and a lot of men like they get to that point and then they're like oh maybe i, I just uh maybe it's it's not for me and then they just sort of it's like oh blah, don't think about it ever again and then they just mm. fall back into the same patterns and then they don't they don't attempt suicide ever again but that same uh that same thing shows up in a different way and it's like mm-hmm. they they kill themselves they they metaphorically are attempting suicide by shoving alcohol into their bodies daily or snorting mm-hmm. snorting lines off the club floor or whatever the hell it, or mm-hmm. whatever hell it is like smoking and like all of these different things and like it's interesting when like you bring up that kind of conversation with men they're like ah, what it's not that bad for you smoking, is it? Like complete disassociation. Yeah. Yes. Lack of awareness that's happening. And you're you're completely hundred percent spot on. Drugs, alcohol, porn, these levels of addiction that gives them certainty around how they're feeling to cope with the the inability to actually feel their pain, their emotions. A big challenge with men is lack of self-worth because a lot of the pressure that gets put onto men to be leaders, the masculine energy, all of that, know your purpose, know your direction. If you don't have a direction, your woman won't like you. She will, it, she'll create, mis- there's mistrust being created, instability. So then men go, shit, like I've got, I don't know what to do. Now, at the same time, they're fathers, right? There's no rites of passion, passage that happens with men. Now, I know I have several, I have a good friend as well, Justin, who does a lot of men's work too, you know, in the alpha code and it's talking about it's taking men through initiations from boys to men it's a it's a it's a boy young man man it's a, it's a journey there and a lot of it is actually to do with emotional develop, development in my perspective yeah i 100 percent agree i've spoken about this before where years ago like back when there was like tribes that were ruling the earth and everything like that like to become if you're a young boy like to become part of the tribe to become a man mm-hmm. like you'd be given a bow and arrow and they would go, go and fetch dinner. Don't mm. come, don't come back until you fetch dinner. And that, that was their initiation. Like that was their, their, uh, their, yeah, their transition from boy to man. It's like, can you provide, can you provide for a family that you're going to have in the future? Can you, can you be strong enough to, to, to go and get food and, and to kill this animal and that kind of thing? Like, ah, oh, there's, and yeah, like there's no, uh, there is no initiations anymore. Like, mm. 
it's uh the world has become so sensitive <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like in my mind i was like there's there's a more sensitive word than sensitive but like <laughs> there's not but that's what it is like a lot of and it shows up so much because a lot of boys will tiptoe because mm-hmm. they and like you know there's there's so much talk around like uh rape and domestic violence with men mm-hmm. and, and all of this kind of thing and then a lot of men will because that's that's a completely different conversation that's like the the yeah, unhealed masculine and toxicity yeah. and, and that kind of thing yeah. but like but men will look at that when they're young like and I remember I remember thinking about this when I was like 15 or 16 I'm like oh I don't want to turn out like that like I'll never hit a woman and I'll yeah. never I'll never do that and that held me back from stepping into like my true masculine because yeah. like I was like oh no I don't want to be like a hard-nosed stoic like viking like man who's like beats his chest every morning and like you know can can step out and kill a kill a bear and then that grows 10 more hairs on my chest kind of man like no I'm like that's not for me but in like in uh resisting that I resisted the the divine masculine Mm. myself so it's Mm. like that weird sort of like it's that weird disconnect where it's like a lot of a lot of boys nowadays are like no, no, no. Like, oh, no, no, no. Just be nice to the, be nice to your woman. Like, follow everything she says. Do everything she tells you to do. I tell uh, you one thing right now. In, in just adding to that comment, as a woman, we fucking don't want that at all. No and way. The challenge that happens in relationships. So, I also do relationship coaching. Is there's been a lot of. Uh, in my word, confusion happening with men too because there's more women stepping into their power, women leading. And so men go, what what value can we contribute now? Like, who, you know, there's a lot of men there in their feminine energy. There's a lot of imbalance happening between relationships between masculine and feminine energies. And, you know, my awareness is about understanding both of those energies so you can flow in and out of it as, as necessary within the relationship. But it's created a, it's in men are, uh, and I, I really, I do, I feel for them at the moment. And it is feeling for women too, because yes, there is the, the Me Too movements and and the um, the consent movements happening for men. And it's then, it's pushing them, some potentially into a place of um, submission, basically, yeah. you know, yeah. which is women, women, not girls. And I want to make that very clear. Women want a warrior energy. You know, that that ma- masculine where their energy is starting from, I literally say it, from their balls and channels all the way up through their chest. Mm, exactly. You know, a man who has his own sense of truth and identity and what's important to him and doesn't give a flying shit what anyone else around that says, that says what, what they'll say to, to challenge that. Mm. They know that men know their truth. And a truth is a perspective. It's not the truth. It's the way they're choosing to live their life. And if a woman would like to follow that journey, Please be my guest. If you don't want to be, fine, but don't don't manipulate me. Don't control yes. me into becoming who you want me to be so you feel good about yourself. Mm, 100%. And like, yeah, absolutely. Like speaking your truth, living your truth, like being being aligned as a man. Like, you know, it's like being the, the easiest way that I teach my guys, like the easiest way to do that is like, if you say you're going to fucking do something, go fucking do it don't sit there and go oh yeah no love i'll I'll make the bed i'll fold the washing i'll do the dishes and then you just you're on the couch watching 
some drama show with your two beers deep and oh nah sorry love i'll do it tomorrow like fuck that like be true to your word for one then start stepping into the stuff that's actually going to help you grow and develop like it's and i only speak like i'm I'm speaking about this stuff and i'm basically like having a conversation with my older self because like this is exactly how i used to be like i used to be submissive like i would just like do exactly as the woman says like and if i if i did something wrong i'd be like oh shit sorry sorry fuck sorry like i went fuck sorry like trying to hide away and like yeah just full uh i can't remember the word that i used to describe it as but it's a submissive like i just cower i would cower like like a scared little boy like just i would just hide away and obviously that that flowed on into everything else in my life. Like I was hiding away emotions. I was hiding away who I truly was. And I was trying to be someone that I wasn't and all of that kind of thing. And it's funny that you said like, you know, living in your truth, because it's like, as soon as I started to do that, and especially like in uh, my relationship with Grace, like our relationship all of a sudden was getting so much better when we were both starting to like step into our truth because we were both like, yeah, we were both a little bit scared. It was like she wasn't stepping into her power as a woman and I wasn't stepping into my power as a man. But like the funny paradox is, is that for her to step into her power as a woman, I had to first show up as the man. So then the woman could then show up. She had to show up as the woman so the man could show up. But it was like only up to us as individuals to do that first. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a funny paradox, but yeah, I, I love it. Your- you marry your unconscious mind, your partner is your greatest mirror. Like I truly believe that. So rather than projecting it's her, fuck no, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I showing up? Because your energy, it's all to do with quantum physics as well. That which you observe matter changes, right? So what is my energetic energy that I'm uh, infiltrating into my relationship right now? And if I'm in my power, if I'm in my truth and authenticity, she'll have the space to be able to relax into that. she's my mirror she's she's my indication my oracle of where i'm freaking at am i going to stand up and be in my parent and then and then inspire her to do the same thing too with love and acceptance or am i going to judge the relationship and go maybe this relationship isn't right for me and leave it rather than doing any form of fucking inner work first yes exactly and like oh man that's so yeah i love that because like and i've spoken about this on on a previous episode around my previous relationships where I had three previous long-term relationships before Grace. And in those three relationships, I didn't do any like work on myself and left the relationships. I had the first one, left it. And I was like, nah, she's crazy. Like everything's her fault. Like I did nothing wrong, left it, got into the next relationship. I'm like, wow, like she's crazy too. I did nothing wrong. And then got into the next one. I'm like, how the hell have I had three crazy relations? And I was like, oh, I attracted that. Like He was that, your mirror at that point. That was all me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until that point that I was like, fuck. And then like, yeah, did all like, did heaps of like inner work. And then all of a sudden Grace showed up in my life and I was like, huh, interesting, interesting, interesting. And then, yeah, this, and to say that like the relationship I have with Grace is different to the past relationship i've had is a fucking understatement because it's like yeah even today like just having like uh a conversation like having conversations with grace just about like everything like just raw 
untethered conversations that are just like whatever the fuck you want to speak about like we'll speak about like we'll speak about if we like if we watch porn if we like masturbate by ourselves like if uh if there's something that we've had like a random thought about like just nothing is like nothing's off the table like Mm. it's and like that's to say that it's easy is a lie because it's not easy like we still get times where we're like hey um hey babe just um oh no don't worry no it's okay and then it's like no 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 okay come on no oh no okay no we will we should have a talk no no then it's like it's not it's not easy but like that's i mean that's why we do it right like it's having those having those difficult conversations only leads to incredible outcomes and it's like no one no one gets anywhere when they're comfortable like you got to get super uncomfortable to to get places I guess well it's more like the journey of you know transforming a relationship means birthing sort of new archetypes within even a relationship in itself and in order to like things will start becoming comfortable when uh, your routines are the same. You've get, got into the same sort of mindset about things, values. And now, you know, as humans, we love growth. And in order to grow, something needs to potentially be addressed that you haven't addressed yet. And that's why your partner can always uh, shine a light on the shadow aspects of self, especially if you're in a conscious, okay, if you're in a conscious relationship, like you two definitely 100% are, welcome to rising and manning the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You mirror back to you fucking everything. And it's about going, okay, do I have the tools that I need to navigate this and be in my manpower? you know, or, or waver from this. So for sure, like conscious relationships may not always be so easy, especially, you know, conscious, you're projecting, you know, you're projecting all that shit. Like you know, <laughs> I, I won't have, in my relationship, we don't, we don't talk like that. I don't have a bar of it. It's like, yes, we own our shit. This mm. isn't about projections, but we can actually speak our truth and share. And what is our outcome here basically? So relationships can be easy. It's just when you want to go into a place of growth Sometimes your partner can mirror back to shadows of yourself that will enable you to rise into a higher aspect of yourself. Mm, yeah. Ready to go within and do the work. And the challenge with many is, you know, their fathers haven't, like we talked about this rites of passage, right? These initiations, they haven't had the appropriate tools to, to look at who am I as a man? What's important to me? How do I create emotional stability? Because if my woman's being chaotic right now in her emotions and I'm getting triggered by it, maybe there's something within myself I haven't addressed yet because if I can hold space for the feminine and have no waiver given where I'm at now, please know that you can have your challenging days where your emotions yourself aren't, you can't always hold space for your partner and that's completely fine. It's not up to you to hold space for your partner. It's up to each person to be able to hold space for themselves first and self-regulate. But a lot of men don't and women don't actually know how to do that. How do I understand how I'm feeling what's actually going on that's a problem for me and then how do I actually express that out and express my truth instead of bottling it up, shutting it down, disassociating, which is a what of, and it's not just men, I call it the feminine energy. It's what the feminine energy can do because there's been shame around the feminine energy and the feminine energy is within both male and females. Yeah. What would you, what would you suggest for men? What would you suggest for men who want to yeah hold space for the feminine because like you said like uh the feminine can be 
yeah, the feminine can be quite chaotic. And it's like, if you don't know how to handle that chaos energy, like you're going to have a hard time, like you're going to have a very hard time. So like, what, what would you suggest for men to be able to, yeah, hold space and yeah, handle that, that feminine the only way in my perspective that can happen is for the man to actually hold space for himself. So that means no disassociation from emotions, being coming into the emotional plane and becoming emotionally intelligent. So emotional intelligence to me is going, I clearly know how I'm feeling on the emotional scale. Do you know what? Right now I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling fucking angry and it's okay for men to feel angry. There's a lot of men who go, I can't feel my anger. Therefore, I'm going to suppress it. And I go, you fucking kidding me? You're a fucking masculine man. You need that raw. It's like the warrior energy. It's healthy. It's just how you express it and what you do with that. Or it could be, you know, forms of I feel love, I feel enjoyment, I feel connection, I feel inspired, um, I feel fearful right now. You know, having having a bland, when I say bland, full acceptance of the entire emotional scale. And the first step in having acceptance around a man's uh, own emotions is to be able to language them. Because emotions is just energy in motion. And these men have built up cortisol and testosterone and a very limited supply of serotonin and dopamine. So in, in fight, flight, freeze responses all the time. So to hold space for the feminine energy, and that could be in your career, in your business, in your relationship, in your friendships, because men have females in their life. And the way to do that, I've got to know what emotions are which is your serotonin, dopamine, testosterone, cortisol, etc. I've got to be able to language where I'm at. I have no fucking shame in languaging my emotions. If I feel sad, cool, I feel fucking sad today. What? How is that a problem? Because uh, men will shame their emotions. Oh, I shouldn't feel sad. I'm a fucking pussy. And I go, you're a fucking yeah. pussy. You're not expressing how you're actually feeling. The paradox in yeah. that. Whoever's projecting their pain around emotions being pussy or whatever is a sign of that person's in. Uh, lack of development and yeah. man knows his emotions can express his emotions can feel them can know all right i'm this is where i'm at right now what's my outcome because something's going on for me to feel this way and your emotions a big aspect of it is the thoughts that you think and the conditioning projected onto you by mum or dad yeah 100 percent uh for whoever's listening to this, men listening to this, I hope you're going to go back and listen to this episode again because I'm sitting here like, I feel like my pen's about to run out of ink. I've taken that many notes. This is, it's actually so good for me as well. I'm like, uh, yeah, like obviously with the work I do, like I'm a men's coach and like I help men develop, especially like with their emotional side of things. And like, that is one of the most challenging parts for the men that come into like my, my work and my coaching is like actually languaging, like their, their emotions and like languaging, like where they're at. And like, it's, uh, that's like, that's one of the biggest developmental things for them when they come into the, when they come into like my program and, and other, and other programs as well. Like, I'll be like, cool. How are you feeling today? Oh yeah. Good. So, yeah. What? No, go back. We're wiping the board. Give me the, give me the eraser. That's not how we're speaking today. Like, give me, give it to me real. Like how you really feeling? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a little bit nervous. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Like that's, that's the point that I want men to get to. Like, and again, like, I feel like I'm having a conversation with like my past self because like, I used to be like that. I'm like, yeah, I have plenty of conversations. Someone will be like, how are you? I'm like, yeah, good. How are you? Like, yeah, good. How's work? good how's your work yeah good and it's like that it's, you might not, should have just not even had that conversation like it's pointless versus if you're like 
actually, and like I have a couple of friends now that they're, you know, they're really, really close mates. And like, that's the type of conversation we have now. It's like, and yeah, we don't talk every single day, but it's like the conversation isn't how's work. Yeah. Good. It's like, how have you been feeling over the last week? And then the response is like, oh, yeah, well, on Monday I was feeling this because uh, blah, 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 and this and this. And then the feeling was this. And it's like, oh, I hear that from a dude. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're fucking on. Like, you are on and I love it. Yeah. And it's like that that can carry over into relationships as well, right? Because, I mean, and again, like this is like I'm having a conversation with like my past self because like in past relationships, the the female would be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about this? And, uh, I don't know. You just, you choose. You make, you make the decision. Mm. And it's just like that full submissive again. I'm like, ah, I'm scared to make a decision because I don't want to like hurt your feelings or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, part of being the masculine is like being decisive. Like you, you have to be decisive and like it could leads into like having a direction and everything like that as well. It's like one of the, one of the funniest things I've learned is like that whole, uh, the whole thing around, you know, uh, women don't know what they want to eat for dinner. It's like, what do you want to have for dinner, babe? Oh, I don't know. You choose. Oh, she's, I don't know. And it's like, that shouldn't even be an argument. It's like, as a man, and this is this goes for all men listening. I don't know if I've ever spoken about this except like in, in with my clients as well. It's like give your woman like two options. Like honestly, it is the easiest way to like one allow like you're basically just giving her a structure. Like the, the feminine to, to for the feminine to grow, right? Feminine needs structure from the masculine. So like if you were to just go, cool, do you want Chinese or do you want Indian? Feminine's going to go, oh, my God. Oh, I think I want Chinese. Cool. Do you want rice or do you want like this? And it's like just giving them like, yeah, giving them like the the structure for them to then flow, I guess. Like actually Tom actually told me a really, really cool metaphor for this. And it was like some riverbank theory or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like the masculine is like the banks of the river. So like the direction of the river, but like, for it to be called a river like you've got to have the water so you've got to have the water of the feminine and the flow and everything like that and it's like that's that's basically what it is it's like cool do you want chinese or indian like you're providing the banks of the river and the feminine's like ah oh, yes chinese would be great and they're just allowed to like flow so yeah love that yeah it's a really really great metaphor i have heard him say that before <laughs> i have heard i've had it's a perfect metaphor it really is and because mm. you know this is because what we're talking about here is masculine versus feminine energy. Because I still stand that even as a woman myself, it's really important that I have my own masculine development too. I don't want to have to, like, I like a balance of both worlds. So I find full integration is, uh, okay, I can implement in my masculine flow and my feminine. Now, when, you know, my partner is decisive, it is like that oh, freeing feeling. And you're so right because women not women, but the feminine energy is very inferential. It's the spiritual plane. It's the emotional plane. It's the ideas planes. And in order to channel those ideas and emotions into physical reality, we need the masculine energy. And for that, being able to, you know, your little metaphor of give her options, right, is the, is taking the ideas and channeling it into specifics. This or that, this or that, this or that. She just yeah. makes a choice from that. Mm. 
So yeah. it's very it's it's a very important tool to be able for a man to be able to master that ability as well. And sometimes I find as well, it depends if you want your core energy to be masculine in a relationship or, and this, again, it's not just relationships, any area of your life or your feminine energy, because sometimes I know even for me, my partner's had a full on day, you know, I'll go into more so like the masculine type energy, making decisions. So he doesn't have to think about it. Yeah. You know, core example, him working all day. And if I've worked from home, I'll be like, don't like, let, let go of dinner. I'll cook dinner for us. Don't worry about thinking about that. You know, yeah. so it's like that team dynamic that can really happen too. Um, just, yeah. Be mindful of where, where you want to place your energy in a relationship. hundred percent, hundred percent. I guess like, um, I mean, I would, I would love to just like keep chatting for like <laughs> the next like half an hour, but um, we'll wrap this up. So what have you got? What have you got coming up? Like what's, what's next for you in terms of, yeah, working programs? Yeah. What's, what's next for you? Well, at the moment I'm launching actually a woman's program. So from, for young women into womanhood development. So uh, that's the core pro group programming, group programming I'll do. I also do, I do relationship coaching too online and I also with more so men at the moment from online perspective, because they're on the East coast too, I can offer one-on-one sessions doing emotional release work with them. So basically it's the core of it is we have these hard and emotional events when we're young that create neurological pathways. A lot of what you remember of the past is because of the heightened emotion, positive or negative. So a lot of people have these hard and negative experiences. So with men at the moment, what I'm offering is at the moment, just one-on-one sessions unless they want to do full and programming around their feminine development i'm happy to do that but for now if they just want to taste for an experience of what i do i can offer them one-on-one sessions of emotional release work so looking at their sadness their anger their guilt their shame their i don't feel worthy i don't feel good enough and go through what i use a tool called timeline therapy where we release that from their body clear their energy field and it happens within within moments it's not like it's not a counseling session like you you don't sit in a chair and you don't talk to me about your problems and then end up feeling shit when you leave you actually get a transformation in this session where you actually feel lighter so for, for your men I'm, I'm more than happy for them to experience my work if they want to uh, take them through an emotional release and see if that resonates with them whether they want to do something further with that moving forward so yeah amazing amazing beautiful and where where can people find you where can people look it up at the moment instagram so i'm going through a system of putting it all online using i think i'll probably use either kajabi or one of those guitar type systems but for now instagram if they have a look at fiona mariko so fiona m-a-r-i-e-c-o and just uh there'll be a link there where they can book a call in with me or even just a expression of interest and and we can go from there Beautiful. And one question I like to wrap up guest podcast with is what is something that people might not know about you? <laughs> I laugh at that because I'm such an open person. Yeah. Um, uh, what would people not know about me? Oh, maybe my introverted side. Like that's the only thing that's coming to my mind. Oh, uh, right yeah maybe i'm just thinking something more general a lot of people don't know that i can actually scuba dive we can go with that oh, cool. <laughs> i'll go yeah. with that instead something yeah i can scuba dive and i went up to um Exmouth a couple of weeks ago and dove off the navy pier there and saw like five different types of sharks and i'm going holy fucking shit this is amazing so yeah, yeah cool. a lot of people don't actually know that i can scuba dive so that's something i tend to like bring about as often as i can 
Yeah, sick. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. This has been an epic conversation. I've loved every single minute of it. So yeah, thank you for jumping on. My absolute pleasure. And it's always, I always love having these conversations. So hopefully uh, your men have been able to get some sort of value from this conversation. And even if it's a way of different way of thinking, or even knowing that the way that they're thinking or being is they're not alone in it. It's very natural part of a man's development stages coming into their emotions and manhood. So it's all part of the journey. I find absolutely hundred percent beautiful. Thank you very much. Thank you everyone for tuning in and I'll speak to you next time. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you so much for tuning into the Journey of Strength podcast. If you know a man, if you know a bloke who you think could benefit from listening to something like this, please feel free to share this with him. Also, if you're looking for even more free content, jump over to our Instagram page at Jacob underscore Weatherly. That's J-A-C-O-B underscore W-E-A-T-H-E-R-L-E-Y. And as well as that, jump over to our YouTube channel again, Jacob Weatherly. Search that up on YouTube for even more free content, free resources for all of us men out there. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Peace.